You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad to have you tuned in today. I have a guest from Pontotoc, Mississippi. We're connected on a call today, and I want to introduce you to a mentor and a dear friend of mine. Let me introduce you to Ken Hester from First Baptist Church of Pontotoc. Hey, Ken, welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be here. I think it's actually the second one I've done. You did, because uh, two years ago at the Mississippi Baptist Convention, uh, you Flipped off with me, and you recorded a podcast. And that was, we were just launching the podcast. Like we're 400 episodes or something in now. So it's kind of a, kind of a fun thing. I, I mean, want, and the world is following you now, right? The whole world is following you. Approximately 60 members of the world are following. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, our podcast really is extremely practical to me for the households in our congregation, you know, so we are, uh, we're not really into mass marketing as much as we are into encouraging our, uh, our local family, but it's fun, you know, and every week I have some church friends who, you know, tell me what they heard on the podcast or more likely when I miss an episode, like if I you know, just couldn't get the content out there, I hear from people who say, Hey Ben, you know, I was, uh, I was ready for the podcast. I always you know, listen to it when I take my walk, drop the kids off at school and there was nothing on Tuesday. So, that's that's how I know who listens. Sure, that's how. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let me introduce you and then I'll tell people about our podcast. Okay, okay. So church. Ken Hester has been like my hometown hero ever since college. So when the Lord was really and it really I look back at it, Ken, I think it was just kind of the convergence of the times. So I was in college growing in Jesus by leaps and bounds at that season because I had a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> and I, I was at Gulf Shore Baptist Assembly summer staff, probably 1995. And yeah. you came to speak. I was I was working for Baptist camps, and you were the preacher who drove from Mantee, Mississippi, right. to, uh, right. to pass Christian. And I just loved you. I don't know why, but I just I I felt like I really connected with you back then. And oh, yeah. picked up on I want to learn from this guy. Uh, you know, I hear God's voice and what he says. I just, I love that you love people. You love the church. You're so common and practical. You're also brilliant and you're a great churchman, but, but you just, you're, you're every, you're the common man's pastor. And I loved it. So I, I just, I don't know. I fell in love with you as a college kid and just kind of have tracked you ever since. In fact, I, I called you, you may not remember this because it was probably a, a small blip in a busy day. But when I took, when I took my first job at Carterville, I yeah. called you and asked for advice. You know, yeah. I, I, hey, hey, Ken, this church has asked me to come and be a youth minister. What do you think? Um, I, I think I sought your advice when I was transitioning to become our pastor. Anyway, that yeah. said, yeah, our church does not know you, but I do. And I want our church to know that you have you've given good counsel to me. You've been a great friend and a good support. And I am really, really thankful for you. Yeah, well, that is reciprocated on my end. I really enjoyed you, you know, and and we there's a lot of great people down in GBA, and uh, but but not all of them have reached the level of friendships that we have. So, uh, you know, that's been that's been unique and very special. Well, hey, thanks for that. So, Ken, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because about two weeks ago, from the time our folks are going to hear this, we I was at the Mississippi Baptist Convention, you know, an mm-hmm. annual gathering, right, of all the Baptist pastors who are willing to come together in Jackson 
And, you know, we have basically a, a, a big meeting, right? For a couple of days, yeah. we do a little bit of church business and we hear some great sermons, catch up with a lot of old relationships and friends and just hear what the Southern Baptists are up to in the state of Mississippi in our cooperative efforts for, for the year. Well, you, two years ago, were elected to be the president of the Mississippi Baptist Convention. And I was so proud that I, I knew somebody that was somebody, right? <laughs> well, listen, so let me just, so I want you on the podcast for a couple of things. And the first thing is, you know, I want our church to know that one of the reasons I love being a Southern Baptist is because we do cooperate in ministry and mission. We have great networks all across the nation, but even our state where we mm-hmm. cooperate for the Great Commission. And I'm just wondering, hey, what was it like to be the president of the Southern Baptist Convention for a year? Like, what'd you do? How how did Baptist cooperation look from your unique vantage point for those, I say year, two years, it was COVID year. You got the, you got that extra, extra year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that, uh, well, first of all, I was the president of the Mississippi Baptist Convention and not the Southern Baptist Convention, and that is different. Um, Southern Baptist Convention is national. Mississippi Baptist Convention, obviously, is That's right. And hey, but so, look, once one state over, my buddy Ed Litton is our is our national guy. We'll shout out to Ed. I need to get Ed on the podcast one day. Most uh, definitely, most definitely. A nice man. Met him uh, Tuesday at the convention, actually. And so, uh, anyway, the uh, I think what it did for us, and it 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 showed me what what the presidency did. It showed me that we are a Mississippi Baptist family. When there was a tornado that hit our southern uh, places uh, down in the southern part of our state, uh, that Easter of 2020, um, boy, it broke everybody's heart. And we were all willing to to help. As a matter of fact, I went down there and did some disaster relief, as well as other people from North Mississippi, because we are a Mississippi Baptist family. But it wasn't just that. It was it was uh, not just in, in desire. I mean, in disaster. But it was it was also in coming together. Our concern for uh, COVID and the, and, the, and the pastors and uh, the churches that were in COVID. I mean, what a big deal that was uh, to kind of talk to them and kind of help them and kind of give them, you know, not some directives but some guidelines saying here here's some things that you guys may want to think about at the local church. Because we are family, we want to see each other again some point in time. Um, hearing from pastors when we postponed the convention, um, you know, they were heartbroken, but they understood. You know, they weren't coming anyway because of COVID. And so, uh, but just knowing, that just kind of reiterated the, the family aspect of Mississippi Baptist. I think, uh, but we also did a lot of things um, when... Um, just a few months ago, actually, um, we, we came together as, as a Baptist family, and uh, we sent uh, $25,000 to Haiti during uh, because of their earthquake, their devastating earthquake and disaster relief through the International Mission Port, through the International Mission Board. We sent uh, a year previous, we sent a million dollars to Lottie Moon Christmas Offering as Mississippi Baptist. And then also this past few months ago, we also sent through the International Mission Board uh, $25,000 for the Afghan refugee crisis. And to have somebody of like mind, of like faith, who loves Jesus, who loves the Bible, to go in 
to an Afghanistan refugee site and bring the love of Jesus, not only in action, but also in word, was powerful. And we're going to witness to these people and share the love of Christ with them, um, no matter where they are and uh, and where their background is. And what an, what an exciting thing. And the family is... Uh, is is growing and and the the to see all the things that that uh, we have going is pretty amazing. This this past convention, uh, we had a couple of uh, uh, Hispanic pastors on some on some committees, and they actually thanked me for putting on them uh, putting them on a committee. And I don't can't remember anybody thanking <laughs> me to put put them on a committee, but to but to see the joy. Hey man, I get to be a part of something big was really, really exciting for me. Yeah, and the convention is gets better the more uh, the more voices we hear. So good move on, good move on your part. Well, Ken, one of my favorite moments at convention uh, as the as the president, you you preached. You had the president's address, which is which is a fancy uh, word for you had a sermon and a great <laughs> sermon. You, you blessed me. You you preached from Jeremiah twenty nine five. And you you told us about you know God's word through Jeremiah to the exiles in Babylon when he when he told his people to build houses and live in them to plant plant gardens and eat from what they produce. And I mean you preached a great word to me personally. I really appreciate it. But you you shared a biblical principle and an illustration at the end of that sermon that to me was some of the best Mississippi preaching that that I've ever heard. I loved it because. It could it it connected it connected to my heart, and so Ken, you you, you were you were talking to us about how you know we are going we're gonna we're gonna sow and we're gonna harvest we're gonna reap what we sow God's not mocked we will reap what we sow, and as believers we need to pay attention to that. But you you drifted off to uh, just a pastoral story. You just shared an illustration from your ministry that I will never forget. Would you do me a favor? Would you would you tell Carterville Baptist Church what you told us? Sure, Carterville Baptist Church. This is uh, this is the way it really went down. I got a call from uh, an elderly lady in our church, and she said, "Can you come see Daddy?" Uh, Daddy was she was I thought she was old, and uh, so her dad was ancient. And all I've seen of this guy is just a a Baptist saint, deacon, Sunday school teacher always there, always a giver. And, um, and she, I said, is, is he feeling bad? And she said, no, he's got something he wants to tell you. He actually has something he wants to confess. Well, I don't really like that. Um, and so I said, did you tell him he could go talk to Jesus? And she says, well, we all told him that. Uh, but he says he really wants to talk to you. And so I got in my car and I drove down there and I was thinking, I don't know, this guy is such a saint. What did he do? Smoke a cigarette, drink a beer? I don't know uh, what he's going to confess to me. And uh, when I walked in, it was a big deal. I mean, it was a really, really big deal. Uh, all of his children were there with their wives and their children and and sitting in the den. And he was in the what I would call the fancy parlor um, uh, behind uh, French glass doors and uh, all by himself. And he had his hands folded on top of a, a large print King James Version Bible. And they said, he's in there waiting on you. So I walked in and the man obviously was, was emotionally distraught. And uh, I was, I got really, really concerned. Well, maybe this guy's already done some, some pretty bad 
uh, pretty bad stuff and he needs to get it off his chest. And, um, and, you know, and I said, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm, what do you, what do you need? And I'm, I'm not going to call his name. I don't want anybody to, uh, sure. to track or anything, but, uh, he, he said, I'm glad you're here. I, I just got to confess something. I said, you know, you can talk to Jesus and get that forgiven. And I quoted first John one nine. He says, yeah, I, I, and I have, and I have confessed this for decades, but I've just got to tell somebody. And I said, well, I'm here and I'm here. And he says, well, brother Ken, I was young and I'm thinking, oh man, the guy committed adultery, you know, and he, and he's about to die and he just needs to get it off his chest. And, he says, nobody knows this but me and my wife. And I thought, well, he didn't commit adultery because she would have killed him if that would have happened. And so, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't, I don't know what what I was going on. And I was thinking, you know, you know, he said we were we were young, and and I needed to provide for my family. My I was I was young, married, and and I, we were hungry, brother Ken. And I'm thinking the guy sold bootleg liquor. That's what he did. He sold bootleg liquor, and he, he said, brother Ken, I was just we had to do what we had to do. And I'm thinking, I understand, I understand, I understand. And um, he said, uh, he said, you know. Uh, I, I was, I was, tears were coming from his eyes. He said, brother Ken, I, I was working for the government at the time. And I was going, oh my goodness gracious. He shot and killed people that ran bootleg liquor. He's got the <laughs> bodies buried everywhere. We're not going to know where this, this stuff is. It's going to be a big story. And um, he, uh, he said, you know, the government paid me. I mean, he just broke down tears coming out of his eyes. The government paid me. And I went all over this county planting kudzu. <laughs> and, uh, and so, excuse me. Yeah, I went all over this planting kudzu. And so I, I reached over and I put my hand on his and I said, and I called him by name. And I, and I said, I want you to know you are completely going to hell for that. <laughs> And uh, so, and obviously, I didn't say that, right? Because that's not how any of this works. Um, um, I, I shared then, and I've shared since that uh, there's no sin. I am fully convinced, and a strong biblical foundation that there's no sin that God can't forgive. But I am also fully convinced, and stand on full biblical foundation, that the consequences of, of our sin go farther, reach farther, and last longer than we could ever possibly imagine. Be ye not deceived, God is not mocked, Galatians 6, 7. Whatsoever man soweth, that also shall he reap. And and so we just got to be careful what we sow. So that's the truth. And all my life I've watched kudzu vines take over, you know, road size and (laughs) And to sit here and think, wow, how are my actions today? Sowing things that will be popping up 10 years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now. You know, how, how are our, how's our behavior as, a, as, as believers, as churches? How will it shape the future? What are we doing today that's going to make a difference for the kingdom of Jesus one day? Or what are we doing today that's going to make it worse one day? That's and right. it just makes me so determined. Man, I don't want to plant kudzu. I hate it. That's right. That's right. And I really, I really want us to walk into a culture that has lost its mind and show it wisdom and peace and strength and grace and forgiveness and bring Jesus and start to plant seeds, you know, that the Lord would be proud of. 
Hey, man, I'll never forget that sermon illustration. I love yeah. it, and I appreciate yeah, it. it. It is. It's it's real to us in Mississippi, right? You know, I saw one sign that said the kudzu is the is the vine that ate the South, and when you know, God's already shown us the the divinely approved list, right? The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, yeah. peace, patience. You know, that, that is God approved list. Those are the things we need to plan. Right on. Hey, Ken, thanks for taking time to encourage us down here, man. I, I love you. And I'm glad to hear your voice on this podcast today. Man, it's, it's my honor and my privilege to be in. I know you're doing a great job and thank you, man. Appreciate you hey. and loving you too. Hey, church family, if this episode of the podcast has been encouraging to you for cooperation or just because you love the kudzu illustration, would you share this? (laughs) Let's pass this along so that people can hear the Lord's word and think about how our actions today are absolutely going to show up tomorrow.